Welcome to the Two Opinionated Brothers Podcast with Smart Jarvis and Big Sam. This podcast, opinions, and views are simply those of the two opinionated brothers. So don't trip. All right, Jarvis, so the intro music has stopped. You want to be the first person to speak, so... It might the floor is open. Big Sam, how you doing? Doing pretty good, Jarvis. How you feeling? Ah uh, man, I'm doing fair. I guess you could say had some disappointing information I received earlier today. But before I get into all that, I want to uh, say to you, and I, and I don't give you a lot of compliments uh, often because you typically don't deserve them. But uh, since we uh, have been off the air for a while due to COVID and and uh, family issues and uh, work, what have you. Uh, you uh, got engaged. I did, man. The year right. F's for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Father and fiance. And you had a, a son, a, a beautiful baby boy. So I wanted to just congratulate you on that and tell you how uh, proud I was of you on that. First time in your life that you've done some good and positive things. And uh, the proposal was actually uh, a beautiful, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, the whole deal uh, was real good, and she was real excited and surprised. You know, I recorded it. And I was going to post the uh, the video, and then I thought about it. I said, hell no. I said, uh, because then I'm going to get the inevitable, well, when you getting married? Well, when you going to have a child? And all that type of stuff. And then, on the off chance that somebody does decide to marry me, now I can't just propose at Captain D's, you know. Which is probably what you'll do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here come the pressure. Or, or the ABC Sam, store. Sam had a damn dude playing a saxophone. And, Did a great job, and, too, uh, man. And had champagne and, and a bunch of little little stupid candles on the ground and all this stuff, man. And then I, here I am proposing uh, with old $500 ring at uh, at the uh, wing shack. So I just wanted to congratulate you, though, man. It was really a beautiful thing, man. Well, I, I certainly appreciate your crying words, Jarvis. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to hand you your behind this, this season, yeah. two opinionated brothers. I appreciate you buttering up to me uh, <laughs> as, as we get started. But, you know, the facts is the facts, and, uh, and, and it is what it is. Uh, while we're shouting out Tommy Saxophone Legend, that was the guy that actually played the saxophone. He did a hell of a job. He man. did. He did. And I told him that every opportunity I get to call his name and promote his business, he's a great guy. Yeah, he is, man. Folks, check him out. All right? Okay. Jarvis, can I talk now? Well, I guess, man. I just let you talk. What? What? Well, you let me. But we, Go we, ahead, we, we, we've been on the air Go for ahead. two minutes, man. And, Go ahead, and man. of those two minutes, anyway, <laughs> July 17, 2020, the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Jesus? Okay. He's great. a great man. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's been an interesting seven months so far this year. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, me, let me slow down. Uh, I see you ignored the note I hung on the door. What note? That said, have you been to Club 47 in the last 14 days? Uh, with this old COVID outbreak, you know, I know you're a party animal. Hey, so I, I, I need a club hey, for seven You know, are, are you safe? Have you been safe the last 14 days? Well, f- first off, first off, I happen to not have been in there in the last uh, 14 days. Okay. Uh, but uh, I want to be clear. We're not going to disparage black businesses. Of course not. Here. Of course uh, not. Because, <clears throat> in fact, I was talking to some people about this, and, and some people had, you know, various opinions, and I saw people taking shots at, Club 47 about uh, outbreaks and things of that nature. And I got to tell you, man, um, I I certainly don't want to be cavalier about uh, COVID-19 because it's real and I want people to be safe and take all the precautions uh, necessary, uh, particularly if you're at high risk or elderly and what have you. Uh, But I do find it interesting that um, we're, it seems during this whole process, no one but the little man is being attacked and being asked to uh, acquiesce 
to different uh, rules and uh, different policies and edicts and, and being forced to shut down and et cetera. Because throughout this process, uh, I've been in, and, 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 you know, again, Walmarts, Targets that have groceries, those are going to be considered essential. Uh, but I've been in Home Depot and Lowe's, uh, other places, and it's hundreds of people in there. Um, and, and they've been operating business as usual. But then we had small guys, barbershops, salons, et cetera, that have been hit very hard by this, uh, this uh, pandemic. And, you know, my opinion is if a barbershop wants to open and cut hair, and they have individuals that are willing to patronize their business, they should be allowed to operate and should have been allowed to operate uh, the entire time. And th you, you can do things to be safe. You can wear gloves, change them out after every customer. You can say, hey, there's no hanging out in the lobby. We're not going to have 10, 15 people just sitting around with haircut. Stay in your vehicle. We cut one head, he leaves, uh, and, and, and the next person comes in. So I, I was very disappointed about that. But, but I, I don't like this whole thing of taking shots at, at particularly small black businesses during this process. Um, if you don't feel comfortable going in the, the bar or any restaurant, then obviously you shouldn't do that. And you should do everything you can to keep yourself safe, regardless of uh, if other people are taking precautions or not. Well, of, of course, you know, no one wants to take shots at or, or disparage any black businesses i mean yeah. I, I said it in jest but okay. but but well, the you know wasn't funny. well it was definitely funny to me i mean yeah. you, you chuckle you know <coughs> spent a lot of spent a lot of time you know in the in the nightlife industry and got some very good friends still today and i understand that that's how they earn a living and it is a business it's not just all fun and games i, I really can appreciate that uh uh, but you mentioned that you haven't been out to bars and, and nightclubs, you know, in a while. Did, did I hear you say that? Uh, well, uh, allegedly. You, allegedly, you have not. Yeah, allegedly. Okay. What, what, what's the, what's I, well, I don't like this I, I, line just, of question. Can you just answer the question? I don't like this line of question. Have point. you or have you can not? Can you get been? to your point? Have you? Have you? Can you get to your point? Okay. That's so all. Clearly, I'm asking. well, <laughs> those who are listening and paying attention heard you say that you have not. So my question well, I is: I cited just, one particular establishment. Okay. Uh, so. And right. I said in the last So why have days. you not made it your okay, so why has your behavioral pattern changed when it comes to nightlife and going to places like that? Well, has, okay, has it changed? It, it, I'm being it, it presumptuous. Has, has it, it has, changed? I think everything's changed. It has nothing to do uh in particular with an overwhelm uh, again, I wanna be I wanna reiterate that that COVID-19, I think, is real, and it's something to uh, uh, be mindful of, be concerned of, and to take every precautionary measure that you can. Uh, my reason for a change in nightlife is it's no fun going to the bar and it's five people there. <laughs> I'm, five people? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm a... I'm a uh, Are you not seeing the, the, the Snapchats and the, and the, and the Facebook uh, lives and... Uh, you know, I, not to name any names, but I seen one place and there was a casket in the floor and folks were around. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, it, it appeared to be more than five people. Yeah, yeah, so I'm that sure can't be your I, reason, I think, Jarvis. I think that particular establishment, there was some type of uh, annual event that they had. We're discussing that they a have, number of people. So well, what I'm saying None is, of that matters. He said five people. Well, here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Um, that particular event, or even some of the, the, the pictures you've seen, Snapchat or whatever, where there's just, it's packed wall to wall, I don't think those are indicative of everyday 
operation of, of the uh, the uh, clubs and bars anymore. Th they may have some special event or something goes on where it packs out. But I'm just saying on a typical Wednesday night, maybe a hump, ni hump day night that you decide to go in there and uh, socialize with some people, whereas it may normally have had 30 people or 40 people in there, you know, you're looking at four or five people in there. So it just doesn't, uh, it's not the same for me. I'm a social social butterfly. I like to, uh, you know, mingle and, and converse and debate and have discussions with people, laugh and have a good time. So if it's only two or three people sitting in there, it's, it's, it's no, no point in me going. So, but, uh, and, and again, I mean, let's, let's be honest. If, if, even if there was a situation where I went, uh, I was riding by, just happened to be riding by an establishment, and I saw cars parked all around the corner and all around the building where there's no way uh, that we would be able to social distance, uh, I, I wouldn't, and during these times, I wouldn't go in there. Uh, just, just me being, uh, because I, I know I've got family, mother and father that are thankfully still uh, with us, and you know there's going to be times I'm going to go around them. I still have to uh, go to work a couple of days out of the week. I'm fortunate enough to be able to uh, work from home a couple of days out of the week, and then go in the office a couple of days a week. So we keep down the numbers, but still I've got to go around those people, and and, and so I want to be as safe as possible. So I wouldn't be in a place where there's four or five, six hundred people. Uh, packed into a s tight space and increase my risk of catching the virus. Do business so? What is the you know if, if in your in your opinion because this is two opinionated brothers. It is okay. So in your opinion, what is the responsibility of businesses in um, ensuring the safety of their patrons as it as it relates to COVID nineteen? I've seen uh, you know images on social media of folks spraying down mm -hmm, situations mm -hmm. and spraying down furniture mm -hmm, and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and so on and so forth, which honestly, I, I really don't understand. I mean, I understand why that's happening, but I liken it unto me going and taking my vehicle, getting it sterilized, getting it washed down and then riding down to the corner and, and just getting five random people saying, Hey guys, come on, jump in. It's okay. I just sterilized the inside of the car. Yeah. You know, but again, that's steps that are being taken to, you know, so you have to respect that. Yeah. But my question to you is, as a business owner, if you were a business owner, mm -hmm. and you I am a business owner, I happen to own this podcast. Okay, and you made the that's fine, and you made the <laughs> statement that if you were driving by as a civilian mm -hmm. and you saw an establishment where you looked from the outside and you knew that there was no way that prop that uh, proper social distancing mm -hmm. can be taking place inside of there, you would keep rolling, yeah. right? So as a business owner. Do you also see that, hey, man, there's no way that proper social distancing is taking place inside of my establishment right now? Yeah. As a business owner, do you have some sense of responsibility? You do. To say, hey, this is not safe. You do. You, you know, do. This is not safe. I think you do. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, um, I mean, if we're, if because we're, I'm big, and, and I know you are too, on personal accountability. And that's, that's from citizens, business owners, politicians, clergymen, et cetera. Same thing, I would say the same thing for uh, a, a church uh, that is a large church that has a large congregation that was refusing to have online service and uh, asking their parishioners, four, five, six hundred, to come in and sit side by side during this virus. I would say you are acting irresponsibly. Same thing with a business, okay? And, and, and that's what I'm saying is that goes for large businesses too. Right. So that goes for and I'm not trying to pick on Lowe's or Home Depot. 
you know, uh, but I'm, I'm just using them as examples. That goes for them, too. So you know that there's no way you're going to be able to social distance if you've got three, four, five, six hundred people running through your store. In so Walmart? You, any, any store. Oh. Any store. Any store has a responsibility. But as relates to a business, let's say a bar, mm -hmm. I absolutely think they have a responsibility as responsible citizens uh, and responsible uh, business owners that care about your, your patrons, because you should, right? If people are coming in there and spending their hard-earned money, you should care enough about them to keep them as safe as possible. So uh, if that means uh, providing hand sanitizers when you come in and when you sit down at every station or at the bar or what have you, you, you should have that. If that means uh, spacing out chairs, not allowing you to sit at the bar, spacing out tables, uh, then you should do that. It also means... Despite your urge to maximize profit, it also means that if your facility holds 300, for example, that you should have some type of ticker that you're keeping track of the number of customers, and once it gets to a certain percentage, whatever that, that, that is, to, to you know, whatever the uh, professionals, the health officials, and the scientists are saying, if it's 50%, 40%, 30%, once you get to that number, 300 capacity, 100 are in your, your, your building, for example, then you need to cut it off. So that means if it's a line of 500 more people that are willing to pay you $10, $20 to get in. Or $100. Or $100 to get in. Yeah. You need to be responsible enough to say we're at capacity. I, I care about my customers. I'm not going to allow anybody else to come in. Yeah, it, well, it'd be simple to find out. I mean, if, if social distancing of six feet, uh, I think that's pretty much the standard. Oh, yeah. The standard norm. Yeah. I mean, in, in whatever business you go in, you know, I should be able to have at least six feet. Right. Distance from the next patron, which is which is kind of the reason why you said it's not appealing to you right now. Right. Because who wants to go somewhere and have to stand six feet away from right. everybody? Right. You know, so if, if you're not able to then uh, practice that, then, you know, but OK. But I mean, again, I, I just think that that's that's very important um, because, like I said, I mean, this this thing, it, it is real. You know, it is it, real. It, it's it coming. It's coming through our community. And, and so often um, we have, you know, we are. We, you know, we're hiding the fact when when some of us in our community get sick. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't come <laughs> forward and That's say, true. hey, man, I'm sick. That's true. And not because we you know, not because you have to report mm -hmm. your health. But I think it would make others aware yeah. of just how real this thing is. You mm -hmm. know, so we get sick. We go silent for 14 days and we come back like nothing, nothing happened. happened. You're right. You see what I'm saying? I agree. And so I, I think that, you know, it's time that we it's, it's bad enough. You know, like you say, I mean, and I don't again, I'm a libertarian to heart. I believe that everybody should be allowed to do whatever you want to do. Right. As long as it doesn't affect my ability to be able to live my life the way that I choose to live my right. life. Right. So if 600 people want to go and pack in a room. And whatever, whatever, and they think they're going to be healthy, that's fine. But the problem is, on Monday morning at 2 o'clock, when mm -hmm. I go to FedEx and yeah. get on the assembly line, yeah. I'm standing next to individuals who may have been in that environment right. over the weekend, right. and I have no way of knowing. And I and that's not, you know, and unfortunately, that's not a choice. I don't right. I don't have the option to say, right. go to work or don't go right. to work. Right, right. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, and a couple of things uh, about that. One... Uh, so I think that's why all the medical professionals and scientists are saying that everyone should be assuming that everyone they encounter has the virus. So that's why they, they're saying wear masks, social distance as much as possible, and always assume that anyone you come in contact with or, or cross paths with is a carrier of the virus. So, so we should always be operating under that assumption. 
and then I agree with you. I, I, I think if uh, particularly well-known individuals in our communities that uh, 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 captured the virus, reported it, I, I think that would uh, make it more real for people that are maybe on the fence or think it's not a big deal. Because oftentimes we don't really get excited or care about an issue until it affects us personally, right? Exactly. Either us or a close friend or, friend or family member. So I agree with that. Now, I, I think there's uh, probably the main reason people aren't doing that is because they think, real or unreal, that there's going to be a stigma behind it, right? Yeah. It's kind of like you caught the cooties and you're yeah. never going to be able to get rid of it, so, n so now nobody wants to, to get around. I've, heard, I've had people say, uh, you know, I went to Rosie's the other day for lunch, me and uh, a good friend of mine, Big George Ball. Shout out to George Ball. And um, I was uh, talking to several friends and texting, and one of them asked me where I was at or you know, where I was eating at, and I said Rosie's. And they said, oh, they had the COVID because they had had a case some weeks prior. And it's like, okay, if, if any place ever had anyone that stepped foot in there uh, <laughs> and had COVID, now you can never go there. But, but one more thing I want to ask you about and get your opinion on it. Because you said you're a libertarian, and I, and I actually am too. Uh, and I, you know, we're talking mask, face mask, face mask. Now, now you're required to wear a mask whenever you go in public and in stores and stuff like that. And I get that. I want to be clear to everybody. I think you should wear a mask because I think it's just smart to wear it, right? Better yeah. safe than sorry. I do though have a problem with laws being passed that says if you don't wear a mask, you're subject to fines or jail time. Why? Same reason I have, uh, same two reasons that I have a problem with like a seatbelt law. Okay. I think everyone should wear seatbelts. It's okay. the smart thing to do. If you're in an accident and you have your seatbelt uh, on, you're more likely to survive that crash than you would if you didn't have your seatbelt on. So everyone should wear it. I would tell everyone, wear your mask when you go out, wear your seatbelt anytime you're, you're operating a vehicle. But I still have a problem with those being laws where the state can now initiate a confrontation, an interaction that could lead to a confrontation, I should say, with police. Uh, one, because I, I, I think that in a free society, individuals should have the right to make a decision to say, I don't want to wear a seatbelt, even though I think it's dumb, yeah. or not. Same thing with a mask. But two, I know that any type of laws, legislations um, that pass, they um, disproportionately affect minority communities more than the majority, right? Okay. So whereas uh, maybe a white couple is walking around the park uh, or wherever, mall, with no mask, maybe they're stopped and said, hey, guys, you need to put a mask on and, you know, uh, you know, given an opportunity to leave and go get the mask or leave and not come back. Uh, and then maybe a minority is stopped. Uh, and maybe they're not given that same option. Maybe it's automatically going to, we're going to write you a citation for, I think it's $500 here in Alabama, and a lot of people don't have $500 of disposable income. Yeah. Same thing with the seatbelt, right? You, in general, uh, I don't think that a police officer cares whether or not I'm wearing a seatbelt, right, because I'm not his friend or family member, so whether or not I'm hurt in an accident is kind of immaterial to not him. Uh, not you. saying that he wants people to get hurt, but – what happens is you're stopped for no seatbelt, and then the first question is, do you have any drugs or weapons on you? Blah, blah, which is totally irrelevant to not wearing a seatbelt. If you stop me for not wearing a seatbelt, write the ticket. I think it's 20 or $30, and leave. But oftentimes those stops 
are used as the reason for the stop. And then we go all the way in left field. And next thing I know, somebody's maybe arrested or, or, or you know, worst case scenario, there's a physical some type of confrontation where somebody gets hurt or, or killed. So that's why I don't like those type of laws. And, and, I, and I agree, you know, as, as a libertarian, especially, you know, in, in terms of seatbelt laws, because in, in, in the event that you're in an accident and you're not wearing your seatbelt, nobody dies but you. Correct. So if you choose to end your life that way or if you choose to take the risk, take the risk right. then that's completely up to you. Right. You know, even in terms of, of face masks, I, you know, but, but the problem is that, you know, the average person, if educated properly on the effects and the benefits of wearing a face covering right. would make the decision right. with at all possible to wear a face covering. I agree. Right? I mean, so, but the libertarian in me says if you choose to not wear a face covering, that's okay. Absolutely. But you can't come in my store. Absolutely. You can't come Absolutely. you can't come to my job. Absolutely. You can't come in my store. Absolutely. You can't, you know. And so that's fine. So if you choose not to wear a face covering, then you know, you good luck finding food, groceries, Absolutely. gasoline. I agree. Um and, and thing and so on and so forth. I, I don't believe, you know, you know, in fact, it's a slippery slope, and you know, and, and I made a, a Facebook post a while back. I thought it was, you know, pretty interesting, but I guess I no one else really that, cared. But I'll, I'll, but, I'll but I likened it to, what if the federal government made it illegal to have unprotected sex, right? In an effort to eliminate AIDS, in an effort to eliminate STIs, STDs, absolutely, or whatever else. Yeah, let me interrupt you for one yeah. t- one moment, and and. and I have no personal experience with this. I don't watch this, but it's just something that happened. I happen to hear about. It's been several years now. I think it was California attempted to pass a law that said anyone, uh, uh, porn stars, yes. had to wear condoms. Uh, again, I, I don't know this well, yeah, from I think that watching porn or that, anything that is like a law. that. Just like, just like you can't smoke on TV, you can't uh, over serve. You have to yeah. be over a certain age. Yeah. But that is a law because I, they they were saying I don't know that that passed did it? It, did, it it's movies that show smoking have a rating to where you have to be a certain yeah I understand age that to view I'm it. saying did they did they were I, they able I to think, pass a law that, yeah, that I, if that, I'm not that, mistaken I think that regulated the porn industry yeah. that said everyone it's, in the in the porn movie has to wear it has to be a it, condom. I, I, are you sure I, I don't think so we'll have to look at look that up we need a we need a fact checker it would make sense we need a fact checker that can check you it would make sense. Yeah. I mean, but it, anyway, it go ahead. I'm it makes sorry. sense. I mean, you know, but I, I did hear that. I mean, I remember that was like in the eight. That was like in the. the it wasn't early, in the eighties, no, Sam. <laughs> no, I was. No, I wasn't just barely around. It. But what I'm saying is that's been a while ago. Yeah, that was you it was know two thousands. I believe. Yeah, the early two thousands. That in an effort to combat AIDS and, and things like that, yeah. you know. But I'm saying, you know, so you, but so you, I, I'm the very first person to say, you know, stay out of my freedom. Stay out of my home. Stay out of my. Give me the choice, you know, to make the decisions that I want to make. But at the same time, we have to. It, it's not good enough to not wear a mask just because you want to say I. You can't make me wear a mask. Yeah. So now I'm not going to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. You know, to me. Uh, 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 you know that's stupid. You know, uh, but but that that goes to the political climate we're in, where where the commander in chief. Uh, at the top, and 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 some Republican, uh, you know, governors and 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 things are, uh, I think, ignorantly uh, promoting this or inciting this uh, rebellion against masks. And I think it's just, uh, to me, it makes no sense, man. Just tell people, hey, guys, wear your mask. And, and because it, it, from, from what I'm seeing, 
if people would wear their masks, it would be uh, less likely that we'd have to initiate shutdowns. Because what they're saying is if everybody's wearing masks, then we can still allow businesses to operate at some level, at some capacity, right, uh, and r significantly reduce the risk of spreading the virus. So then you can still go out to your restaurants and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I think it's just ridiculous. And I think it's also a sense of entitlement. Um, you know, I, I was in uh, another restaurant, I think Logan's, and we are sitting at the, at the bar eating. And I saw an, an older white couple come in, no mask. And now, you know, they've got four doors in the front. All of them got big signs say masks are required to come in. Uh, and then once you're seated, you can remove your mask at, at your at your at your at table. Your table yeah. And um, older white couple comes in, and I'm looking at them, and I see, you know, because the guy had, had told someone else, another family that came in, and they ended up having to go back to their vehicle. And he said, "Hey guys, you got to wear a mask, uh, you know, when you come in the store in the restaurant." And the guy, uh, <laughs> you know, immediately pops off. Well, so you you you, gonna, you expect me to eat with a mask on? And they said, Well, of course not, sir. Once you're seated at your table, you can remove your mask. So of course, being a smartass, he says, Okay, well, we're just gonna go over here and sit down, and then we're good. They said, No. And uh, it it was just funny to me that people what people waste their energy on, yeah. right? Now I agree. I, I understand that his suggestion is, hey, if I'm just going to be seated real quick and take my mask off, whatever. But hey, guy, it's the rule. And guess what? The hostess at Logan's didn't make the rule, right? Exactly. That's your governor, right? And that's your mayor. That's that's you know in, in, enforcing that. So why are you going to waste energy arguing with those guys uh, about that? It's just absolutely ridiculous to me, man. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. People should wear masks. It makes no sense not to do it. And, again, private business, that's the same conversation we've been having for years about some establishments in downtown Huntsville, like Sammy T's and things that uh, uh, black folks have been saying for years. I, I know at least since I was in college, right, early 2000s, that uh, they are, are racist and they racially profile and they don't want black people or certain black people in there. They're more accommodating to black women. Uh, than black men. Black men are obviously perceived to some as more of a threat. And uh, they kind of scrutinize what you're wearing uh, to nitpick anything they can to say you can't come in, shirt too big, ball cap, pants too big, blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, I know I, I've heard people complain about it and saying the mayor needs to do this and people need to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, why in the hell would I uh, force a racist or perceived racist uh, establishment. Why would I force them to take my hard-earned money? It's a private business. Yeah. If, if they don't want black people in there, that's their deal. Uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I, I haven't lost any sleep yeah. about not being able to to get inside of Sammy T's or any other restaurant downtown or, or establishment downtown that doesn't want me there. It's a, it's absolutely ridiculous. See, and I think part of the reason. You know, follow me here because I'm getting ready to say something kind of profound. It's easy to follow you, man. You know, it's not illegal to be racist. Absolutely. I agree with you. It's not illegal to I be racist. You. I agree with you. You know, you can you cannot like, you can hate, you can whatever it, that is not illegal. Absolutely. What's illegal is to discriminate. Right. Right? So if somebody's racist, if they don't like black people, if they want payment, that's their that's their choice. Right. You know, and then we have this idea of, you know, we cancel, you know, we, it's not illegal to be racist. Right. Like you said, if, if you know it's that ignorant, but not illegal, it's not illegal. So if there's an establishment that, you know, that is not kind 
to, you know, and, and, they, and, and, and they're not discriminating, right? We say they're discriminating, but to be discriminatory would mean that no black people can get in. Oh, well, that's how they that's how they get by. They say, they say at any given time, yeah. you can stick your head in there, and there yeah. are some black people exactly. in there. So, so what I would say to our community, what I say to black folks, right, is that instead of being upset with Sammy T's for not allowing uh, or handpicking which black folks are in there, who I think should be held accountable, or any black person uh, that goes there, because you know you you've you've seen them not allow other black people to come in there. So why would you want to go there? And then also, well, they have the right. No, 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 yeah. no. They, they can go where they want to go, right? You're absolutely right. Okay. You, let me, let me finish, young man. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is that we need to hold them accountable. For example, if I know that Sammy T's, for an example, doesn't like black people in there. Yet, and still, you, Sam Johnson, Big Sam, continue to go into Sammy T's knowing that they don't allow me in there, but you are still willing to go in there, you and I are no longer doing a podcast together because I I question your character. I also question the character of any white friends that I have that know or see racism happening in any shape, form, or fashion, and they turn a blind eye to it. That's what I want to do. Well, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to hold any white what person I'm gonna that's say accountable to you, Jarvis, for going in there. If you want to come in, if I'm in Sammy T's, turning up, getting lit, having a good time, yeah. and you want to come in, I'm going to say dress appropriately. Well, the the problem is the problem is yeah. that uh, no 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 dress not, appropriately, appropriately is subjective. Is, that, that was bad. Not yeah, appropriate. it was dress the way they want you to dress. Well, e- even that is subjective Period. because what dress I what I've noticed what I've noticed and what I've heard many times if you want to come in many times is that there's actually been some knuckleheads out there that have sat in front of a mirror for thirty minutes to an hour to ensure that their pants, shirt, and everything is tucked in just right, fitted just right, just to get in, and they're still turned away. So so there's no rhyme or reason to what is appropriate dress. Wait a minute, what wait they're a saying minute. is so that... So you're telling me somebody stood in front of a mirror <laughs> for an hour <laughs> I've heard these trying stories. to gain admittance to Sammy T. I've, I've, I, I, there was one get young lady that get made a lengthy <laughs> post about here, her... I, I can't get remember if it was a boyfriend or fiancé, and that he made sure that he was dressed appropriately and... He, his clothes were fitted just right, and he was looking professional. He did all this, took all this energy to be dressed just right, and got up there, and he was still turned around. So, uh, Did they give him a reason? They said he – I can't remember what she said. It, it, oh, it's okay. typically the same thing. You're not dressed appropriately or your shirt's too baggy or something like that. What I'm saying we is – We need to reach out to that young lady and just see if we can – I, I don't remember. Okay. It's, I, so I, so, so I, what I, you're telling me, all of this could just be a fable. No, 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 no. It's, it's no, no. It's it's been piercing. it's it's been it's been proven by uh, several individuals, and they went t- wasted the energy to go down there and record stuff and all this type of stuff. But uh, my point is that black folks don't need to be uh, be- now. If the um, if some essential service, if there's only one gas station in your town, you know, and they don't let you get gas. Right, and you've then got to drive fifty miles to the next gas station to get gas. Then those are some things that we need to be raising hell about because that is uh, uh, the gas station getting gas or getting groceries is an essential service, right? And so those are things we got to raise hell about. But a nightclub is not an essential service, so I'm not going to waste the energy trying to force him because what even if they start letting any black person that dress any way in there, we still know that deep down inside they don't want us there. Exactly. So then I'm going to go in there and spend 50 100 $200 and put money in the pocket of people that 
don't like my kind? Is that totally ridiculous? But that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting to be able to go to Sammy T's. No, we're not. That's not what I I disagree. We're not not fighting. We're not not fighting because, again, it's not illegal to be racist. It's not. So so if I have have a, um, uh, uh, I don't know, if I make uh, uh, wedding cakes and I say my store, uh, my cakes, I don't want to sell cakes to white people. Right, be bad for business, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's 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 a lot of white folks that probably would buy your cakes if they're good. It'd be bad for business, but as a private business owner, I should have the right to do that. And then the the consumer, the consumer should determine if they're going to allow someone to operate in their city, in their town that is openly racist against a certain group, right? And then if he gets customers, and he's able to. I'm able to keep my business open. That's fine. If not, not. No one should come in and say, "Hey, you must sell your cakes to this person," because that's not an essential service. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm. I wouldn't be interested in forcing them to do that. So I'm not interested in forcing Sammy T's to let black people come in there. I'm going to say black people need to go to other establishments that they're welcome, yeah. and spend their hard-earned money there. And, that, and, and establishment that benefit our community. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and not only and, and 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 again, you know, and I don't even like the idea of black owned saying just because it's a black owned business, go spend your money there. Mm-hmm. That that is assuming that all black people are invested and will reinvest into our communities. There are some black folks that take your money and be the ones inside Sammy T's. That's true. That's where true. you can't get into. That's true. Do you see what I'm That's saying? True. That's it, why I said I would challenge yeah. those people. Yeah, it, it's it's some black folks that that take from the community and yeah. then take. I the challenge money. those people. Yeah. I challenge any black person, first and foremost, that continues to frequent Sammy T's when it's well known and been well known for 15, 20 years that they do as much as they can to discriminate against black people entering their building. So I question the integrity of any black person that is, despite all that, still willing to go in that establishment and spend their money. And that goes for any other place downtown or any anywhere in Huntsville, Madison, or anywhere else. So, I question you. So let's put the challenge out there. If you're a black person yeah, and you frequent Sammy T's, we'd like to hear from you. We would. Two Opinionated Brothers. We would. Facebook page, uh, whatever. Contact, Me personally. Yeah. I, I, and, and, and again, that challenge is also to white people. Yeah. Right, because if I if you're my friend, if if a white person is is a friend of mine, and they're willing to continue to go into establishment that I've attempted to get in, and they told me no for some bogus reason, and they know it's based off the color of my skin, and they consider me a friend, and yet they're saying, "All right, man, sorry, man, well you going home, man? We're gonna go in here and party." I question your integrity, and I question your friendship. Yeah. So what? So what? I, so what I'm hearing you say is. In this age of racism and in this age of discrimination towards African-Americans and other races, that it's no longer good enough for white folks to be silent. Absolutely not. There's no in between. You're either you're either against racism or you're for racism. Right. Because if you if you you see racism all around us. You're not stupid. Nobody around here is stupid. Right. You see racism all around us. So if you're silent in it, you're complicit. That's my opinion. We we got to quit playing these games about people need to be educated and educate ourselves. That's ridiculous. I saw, and this is this is against this is against us. Uh, you know, there's been um, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, made a post. He was trying to be profound and make a, a point about uh, you know being pro-black and supporting black and black people rising up and band together and all that stuff. But he retweeted a a a, 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 a statement 
that was attributed to Hitler. Hitler actually didn't make the statement, yeah. but it was attributed to Hitler. These, and then, you know, Jews, uh, of course, the Jewish community came out and they condemned it. And, and then he came out and apologized, which he should have, and then said he needed to be educated. B.S. No one needs to be educated on Hitler, <laughs> right? Everybody knows what Hitler was, what he stood for, and what he did. So you don't need to be educated on it. Same thing with racism in America. No one needs to be educated on racism existing in America. So all this people making statements and then coming back and saying, I need to be educated. No, you don't need to be educated. You messed up. So you need to take accountability for what you did, apologize, and then tell us what you're going to do to try to correct it going forward. But don't tell me you need to be educated because you know exactly what's going on. Speaking of, of racism, because we need to wrap this thing up, man, because I ain't eight today. As my uncle would say, I ain't it. You come over here with pork ribs and, and what other size did you have? I wish you would have got me something, man. You know I ain't eight. You don't care can, about can, that. I, not really, honestly. Okay, that's know. very disappointing. Yeah. I see also you're drinking a beverage that you took out of my refrigerator. And you haven't left uh, any money or any type of compensation. Cash or society, man. Now, I've been to two stores today, and all of them say cash, no cash. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cards only. Yeah, they ain't taking them more coins no more. No more coins. It, this no works care. great for me because all I, er, 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 all I do is, is pay with a card, man. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but, but hold on. So is that, no, he, you, okay. I'm glad you said that. I was going to introduce a topic because I'm ready to go. I got some partying to do. You just talked about lower income people being, what what was the word you used? Um, Disproportionately affected. Affected. Yeah. Wouldn't a cashless society? It would. Disaffordment? It would. But you said it's okay with you. Well, so what it's okay. It's okay you? with me. I'm not. I'm hey, not. Man, don't I'm, get offensive. I'm, no. Well, I'm, what I'm just, saying is, I said, I said it was okay with me. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's, it's okay right for the majority. Okay. <laughs> right. But but it's okay with me. But you're absolutely right. That's something that needs to be considered and, and needs to be addressed um, when we're making these type of decisions. Because you're absolutely right. Uh, some people don't have uh, uh, checking accounts. Uh, you know, and things of that nature. So you're absolutely right. That's something, uh, but I, I don't know that it's something that I'm wanting to get into today because uh, something happened that was very disturbing to me because I know the individual personally. And um, and so we're going to have to make a trip over to the uh, uh, North Huntsville Precinct tomorrow. A uh, good friend of mine's uh, uh, young son, I believe he's 19 now, uh, works at the Wendy's over here on uh, Sparkman, Sparkman Drive in Huntsville. And uh, he closes, so I, I, I don't know. I guess they close at 12, 1 o'clock or whatever. I don't remember the time. It was late. And um, he was getting off work. He pulled out of the parking lot, which is the Sonics. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. that. He's pulling out, turning left on Sparkman so he can get on the parkway and head home. They live in the Madison area. And uh, he said he saw the police officer across the street sitting in the parking lot but when you're not a criminal and you're not committing a crime right you think nothing of it he turns on sparkman to get ready to head home as soon as he pulls over in the turning lane the cop gets behind him and pulls him over and uh approaches the vehicle and uh tells him he's being pulled over because he looks suspicious um after that i think he said two or three other officers uh, pulled up, and he was forced to get out of his vehicle, and they conducted a vehicle search. Of course, they asked him if he had any drugs or weapons on him. The answer is no. And um, they performed a vehicle search, found nothing, and then said, okay, you can go. And it's, you know, I, I, his mother put a post about it on Facebook, and it, uh, you know, I, I, it pissed me off. And the reason it pissed me off, multiple reasons. One, it's not fair, you know. Uh, black and brown folks should be able to drive around 
leave work, do whatever they're wanting to do, as long as they're not committing a crime or violating uh, some traffic law, and not be profiled and deemed suspicious, right? That's first and foremost. That's BS. And so we're going to have some questions for HPD and, uh, and the leadership there about what is suspicious because surely they don't have a policy that says, hey, officers, if you look at someone and you deem them suspicious, you can just indiscriminately pull them over and subject them to a vehicle search. That yeah. can't be yeah. their policy, but we're going to find out. Uh, but the other thing that, uh, before I let you go, the other thing that the reason it uh, really upset me and frightened me is that we know in our community and in, in minorities across this country, we want to limit the amount of interactions we have with the police, right? We want to avoid being pulled over at all costs because we know there's a higher percentage chance that things can go wrong when we're interacting with the police. Right. And so the, the, the thing that's going through my head is Mike and, and she's trained him well. She's taught him to comply. Yeah. If they tell you to give your license, keep your hands up, keep them on the steering wheel, get out. Let, let me search the vehicle. No matter how upsetting it is, how unfair it is, how degrading and demoralizing it is. Your number one priority is to comply so you can get home safely. Right. And then we'll fight it on the other end, which is what we're doing tomorrow, because I'm, I'm going to go up there with her. Not that she needs me, but uh, I'm going to go up there with her because I've got some questions and concerns, too, because I was pulled over before. And that's a, that goes to another thing. It's too many times that we, this stuff happens, we let it go, and we just brush it up as, ah, oh, man, that's, that's how it is. Because I've been pulled over before one time, 10 o'clock in the morning, saying that my vehicle met the description of a one that was stolen uh, off the, the car lot, um, Landers McCarty, which is actually where I purchased my vehicle from. This particular vehicle was a higher-end model. That d that's not stored on the lot because it's an expensive, more expensive model, and it's special ordered. So they don't just sit them up there, all right? <laughs> and and my car's got a personalized tag on it. You call it in, it links it to that vehicle. So you know the vehicle wasn't stolen. Uh, so, you know, I, and I didn't do anything about that. I, I didn't go and form a larger complaint, and I should have. We need to do this more often. But it, it's just another example of why trust is just uh, at, at a – bare minimum or either non-existent with minorities in law enforcement because you're just pulling people over indiscriminately, harassing this young kid, right? Um, and she told me that, she told everyone on the Facebook post, but she and I have talked before, that he's been pulled over in a year and a half, two years that he's been driving. And this is, a you know, nothing flashy about this vehicle. Not that that matters. You should be able to drive a flashy yeah. vehicle. It's a little Hyundai or something, she said, no tin or anything like that. Said he's been pulled over about 11 times between Huntsville and Madison, man. Yeah. This is dangerous. Yeah, and, 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 and unfortunately, I, I saw it, too. I mean, I saw the same Facebook post with mutual friends. And, um, you know, I want to congratulate this young man. I don't know his name, you mm -hmm. know, but any Hi. young man in, in this, you know, day and age that can survive being a young black African-American male – uh, can survive 11 interactions uh, unwarranted from what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. You know, unwarranted I, I think she said, I think she said two times he was issued a ticket uh -huh. for speeding. Okay. So, you know, hey, but, but speeding, but I got no problem with that. If yeah. you're speeding and you're pulled over, I but, got no problem with that. But unfortunately, we live in a day and time where even if you're speeding, it could mean a oh, death absolutely. sentence for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Drive, you know, driving under the influence of alcohol can mean a death sentence absolutely. for you. You know, so the fact that this young man was able to like you said, comply and then make it home. Yeah. You know, now it's our it's our responsibility as a community to now go and fight for him. Absolutely. 
and if nothing else, bring awareness to him and to the officer. Um, if, if we need to call that officer's name. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that officer I'm, I'm that stopped you, him. I'm telling you right now, when I, I'm <laughs> going know? with her. I'm yes. going with her. Yes. Uh, and um, I plan on giving a detailed uh, uh, rundown of the interaction that we had, the complaint that was filed. We're going to ask for follow-ups. Uh, the officer, he's, a, he's an officer of the state. He's an employee. D his information should be disclosed. The, the young man didn't ask for a name, she and she told me she said she was, you know, a uh, uh, little, little disappointed that he didn't ask for the name. And I said, well, no. I said, first off, HPD should know who's patrolling where, oh, so yeah. it's, it'll be easy to find. Yeah. But second off, I said, well, they he, had to he's run his information. Yeah, well, yeah, some may officers. Maybe he did, maybe, maybe he didn't. didn't we, yeah. don't, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. I also want to know is there a record of this interaction? Yeah. Right? So there, should be, a there should be a record of this interaction. Uh, if not, that's going to be a whole other issue. Yeah. But then also, you, you got to think a young kid or, or, or an old guy like me. You're so you're so nervous and shell shocked uh, about the interaction. You, you don't want to ask any questions because then it, maybe he asks, "Can I have your name?" And then maybe that turns into it something else. It, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, man, yeah. just survive the interaction and get home, and then we'll fight for you. So, so the message I want to put out to to our community is, whenever you have interactions, negative interactions, I ain't talking about you running around here speeding and you get pulled over and get a ticket, uh, or uh, you're you're pulled over for something that you shouldn't have been doing, you know, changing lanes without signaling, no matter how minor it is, and then you start going off and cussing and, and acting a, a knucklehead to the officer. That that's not even though it shouldn't escalate to some of the things we've seen it escalate to, right? Th there's there's a there's a charge for resisting arrest, right? You get the charge, you pay the fine, you do whatever the jail time. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should have a knee on your neck for nine minutes and die, right? But uh, what I want to encourage everyone is. Don't let these things just be the norm. Anytime you have a negative interaction, if you think you've been racially profiled, report it. Go down to the precinct and report it. Keep a track of, you know, dates and times, which officers, who you talk to, et cetera. If, if you're uncomfortable going down to the police department, reach out to leaders in the community that will be here to help you and that will be willing to go down there with you uh, or maybe you don't, you know, whatever, whatever you need, whatever coaching, whatever support you need, reach out to people in the community that can go down there and help you because we don't have to stand for this. Uh, you know, we're paying taxes and paying the salary of officers, and they're here to serve and protect, not to harass and intimidate. And so this stuff has got to stop. And, and we need the good officers because we always hear the overwhelming majority of officers are good officers. I'm not in a position to – dispute that one way or the other yeah. because I don't, you know, I can't magically snap my finger and say, hey, well, th these officers are good and these are bad. But what we know is that if you're complicit in behavior or if you're silent in the face of injustice, you're, that doesn't make you a good person, a good citizen, or a good officer, a good officer right? Yeah. So this complaint, we expect it to be taken serious when we go in there tomorrow. We, we expect a follow-up, and we expect things to be done and changes to be made, training or whatever, uh, to tell officers, hey, we're not going to have people coming up here saying they were pulled over because they look suspicious. You know, and, and, and in reality, <clears throat> we'd rather, you know, I would rather see, you know, the day after a, a, a Facebook post that said, hey, I was stopped unfairly, illegally, and this is my report that I got from the HPD this morning saying that I went down and filed my right. incident. Then... 
you being shot Absolutely. in the street, strangled, Absolutely. dead, or even if you're not Absolutely. arguing back and forth. Yeah. No, no, we don't and, need that. And putting your life in danger, trying to prove a point on the street. Absolutely, don't I, do it. I really think if we're going to start a campaign, let's start a campaign of us posting going downtown or going to the North Precinct, wherever it is you go. Madison. Wherever. Madison, and, and say, hey, man, this is the paperwork. This is the officer, so-and-so and so-and-so, stop me at this time, you know, because it brings awareness. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. when I'm riding through Madison, driving while black, an officer so-and-so stops me, now we've got two posted records Absolutely. of officer Absolutely. so-and-so. Absolutely. We you can know. keep our own records. <laughs> yeah, keep we our keep our own, own records, records you know. of what, what, what officers are out here harassing and yeah. profiling officers, and then we can use that to build a case. Yeah, and, You're absolutely and, right. And make those things go viral rather than us trying to prove a point because we're going to shout shout down the police, yeah. argue the law, argue the Constitution, and yeah. things Makes like no sense. that. Which even you're in a lose lose <laughs> situation. Even yeah. when, even if you win the argument, you lose yeah. the overall war. Particularly yeah. if you end up roughed up or you dead. Up right. Dead. Yeah, what good does it do mm -hmm. that you stood up to a a, a racist cop? Right, if he happened to be one, uh, what good did it did it really do us if you stood up for to, for against the cop and then he ended up killing you? Mm -hmm. You're gone now. Now we're gonna fight like hell and raise hell and do whatever we can on this side, but you're gone now. Yeah, so we can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. And another other thing that really upsets me, man, before we go, is because these encounters not only does it erode confidence in in police if there's any confidence even still lingering with minority uh, minorities, but it also inconveniences the citizen because now she's got to call and try to take off work to go up here and file a complaint. Now, how many people are in a position to do that? Yeah. I'm fortunate to where tomorrow I'm going to be able to send an email that says I'm going to, to, to handle a civil matter and I'm going to be offline for X amount of hours. But a lot of our uh, uh, people in our community and, and, and just across this country in general, we always say our community because that's our, our main focus. Yeah. But 50, what, 50% 50 of the country is under the poverty line or, or, yeah. or whatever you want to want to call it. Yeah. And so the average American can't tell their job or their boss, hey, I need two, three hours off of work to even go vote, mm -hmm. let alone to say I need to go file a complaint against my son being or daughter being harassed, right? How many people would want to do that and their boss tell them, oh, no, we can't allow you to do that. Just, just, it's glad it's over. Just, we need you, we really need you working. Or, yeah, you can leave, but uh, uh, we're going to have to give somebody else your hours. Or yeah. it's going to have to be unpaid. Or you're going to have to be rolled up because you left work. Or right? it could cost you your job. Right. You know, it, so you know, getting stopped on the way to work, causing you to be 15 or 20 minutes could late. Could cost someone a job. You're could, absolutely could, right. Could cost somebody absolutely their job, right, man. This you stuff know? has got to stop, man. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and that's interesting. And, and, I, and I know we're, we're out of time, but that, you know, but going into, uh, I guess, something to be thinking about, maybe going into the next podcast, that brings us to the whole idea of defunding the police right. and overall, you know, what, uh, what do we think needs to be done? And, you know, how do we correct this? And, um, you know, there's a lot of different opinions uh, out there regarding that. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you the spotlight, Jarvis, something that I I thought, you know, I see you wearing that old uh, X. I'm assuming that's the answer. Malcolm X or rated X? It'd be Malcolm X. Malcolm you X. know, I'm rated G. OK. All right. Yeah. I'm just asking, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, something don't, don't I, insult my family, something man. that I assumed you would have done at, at the beginning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you give a shout out to uh, we lost uh, great men on, on yeah. Friday, Friday yeah. evening. Yeah. Uh, Congressman John Lewis. John Lewis. Mm -hmm. We also lost uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian, we who did. was who was instrumental in the uh, civil rights movement as well. Uh, but yeah, John Lewis. I, I actually made a post about him. I have his book over there, yeah. and I posted his book. But uh, 
uh, and you know they're they're uh, trying to start a petition to get the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which was named after a, yeah. a KKK member and con Confederate general. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he was a general. He was a Confederate soldier. I think he may have been a general. Racist, yeah. and, and you, we know the whole nine. And uh, they're 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 trying to make a push to have it named after him, or at least get his name down and and go from there. I think that uh, John Lewis is synonymous with the Edmund Pettus Bridge and Bloody Sunday, so I, I think it would be a, uh, appropriate to to name him, but. Uh, you know, and, and we'll get into these st statues and monuments being taken out in another podcast. But yeah, I, I want to say, um, I mean, just a just a an icon in our movement, man. And um, and, and speaking, let me just say this, man, before I go. You know what really pisses me off? Um, this is uh, reference Lewis and, and other greats. Uh, ancestors and civil rights movement. I, sometimes I see these shirts and memes and and and, and uh, posts about uh, in reference to you know some racist white person saying and they say uh, we're not our ancestors. I hate that because it's almost as if we're demeaning uh, the methods that our ancestors yeah. took, meaning nonviolent and things of that nature. And 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 to me that is just a despicable way of looking at it. The reason we're able to be uh, more emboldened today. It's because of the sacrifices and the efforts of people like John Lewis, King, and others, right? Uh, and so uh, we need to say, more appropriately, it would be uh, because of the sacrifices of our ancestors, we're able to be more emboldened and not tolerate the type of things that uh, maybe they were forced to tolerate. See, because it's real easy for us to talk trash now when we weren't, uh, alive in the 60s when people were getting lynched and kidnapped and cross burns on their yard and you go out and somebody says you looked at a white woman and you get kidnapped and you yeah. get killed. It's real real easy to be tough now when those things are, are highly, unlike, highly unlikely to happen, right? Uh, so so uh, we need to be careful of the type of commentary that we put out in the, in the, in the social spheres, uh, particularly when we're referencing people that uh, uh, deserve the honor, respect, and deference as a great man like uh, John Lewis, and 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 I'll say this too, and you know he's the commander in chief. Uh, to my knowledge, as of this morning, still hasn't uh, put out anything, uh, you know, not even a condolence to the family. The vice president put something out, but that's not good enough. Uh, when a civil rights icon and a member of Congress, right, since uh, I think '83 or '6 or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, passes away, the commander in chief. Regardless of them having a tumultuous relationship and 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 uh, not getting along, uh, as as he doesn't get along with with many or any of the the, the black uh, um, you know politicians, you need to put out something. Uh, it, it's just unbecoming of the office, in my opinion, that you're not going to say something, uh, at least a condolence to the family. So, but anyway, uh, rest in power to the great John Lewis, uh, C.T. Vivian and all the other uh, heroes that we stand on the back of. And um, and we'll talk some more about this stuff uh, on the next podcast because I, I, yeah. I really got some things to do. Yeah, just, well, you know, just, you okay. know, writing in, I, I don't know when it was done, but I, I did hear writing in, I was listening to the radio, and I did hear that, I don't know what platform it was on, but Trump had made a statement uh, commemorating his service. and um, When was this? Ordering the flags to be lowered to half mass. I, I, today. It just happened today. Well, okay. I said I don't know when it was done. Oh, I heard oh, it on the radio you. today, okay. Okay. coming in, and um, I, I just want to say, you know, I never had opportunity to meet John Lewis. He was very approachable because a lot of people oh, that yeah. I know personally yeah. Yeah. did get a chance to meet him, but he did come 
I got a chance to hear him speak in 2015. He came to the Oakwood University Church, and mm. um, it, you know, it kind of makes me emotional because, oh yeah, you know, very few people have the passion of of sacrifice and oh man, of selflessness. Right, like you said, you know, it, it takes a lot to, you know, and, and like you said, and for people today. They, you know, we have this false sense of security yeah. in that, you know, we are and, and we, but we don't understand the people that got beat. Yeah. So that we could have Twitter, Absolutely. access to Twitter Absolutely. And, 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 and so on and so forth. Okay. So, all right. So, um, like you say, rest in peace, John Lewis and, and all of those who come before us. Um, it's been great. Uh, we got a couple of challenges out there. Let's, you know, let's reiterate those. We challenging anybody who is African-American, and you are frequenting Sammy T's. They allow you in. You know, we'd like to hear from you. we like to know how and why uh, you get in, number one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you is know? it about you yeah. that's allowing them to let you in and all these other black folks ain't able to get in? Yeah, and number two, <laughs> how do you, you know, how do you, why, do you feel that it is right that uh, there are others that we feel are being discriminated primarily based on their color disguised as dress mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. you know I, you know do you feel that it's right for them to be uh denied access and you are given access and then the second one was report any incident uh, oh, yeah. inappropriate contact racial profiling harassment bullying intimidating whatever it is we need to start reporting these incidents and we need to keep our own log right Go down there, and 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 uh, we've got all these social media platforms and these different pages where we keep up with stuff, businesses supporting black businesses, and check on your folks, and all this type of stuff that we're 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 putting different stuff out there. We need to start filling them up and flooding social media with these incidents, and we need to report them, report the times, dates, police departments, officers' names, who you reported it to, what they told you was going to be the outcome, so we can follow up and make sure that people are being held to account. Because uh, anyone that's getting paid by taxpayers, their salary is getting paid by taxpayers, they need to be held to account. As a federal employee, I'm held to account. I can't just be popping off the mouth saying things that uh, are inappropriate or un-American. I can't just be on the government's time talking about political stuff or making uh, uh, demeaning marks about the United States of America or the commander-in-chief. Everybody's got to be held to account. Right. Including police officers, including teachers, including citizens. Right. Citizens have a responsibility not to commit crime and to report crimes when they're occurring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and to be cooperative if they've witnessed a crime so it can be solved. And then the police have a, a, a responsibility to serve and to protect, to be professional with their interaction with people, to de-escalate situations and to not harass, bully, intimidate or profile. Simple as that. All right, we're out of here. All right, well, we want to thank you guys for listening to Two of TNA The Brothers. We invite you to follow us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Our podcast is available. We're going to be uh, broadcasting every Sunday evening. Uh, every Sunday or whenever I get in the mood to talk about Folks, stuff. every Sunday evening at the latest Monday morning, uh, we look for new content. We're going to make a commitment every week to make sure that we're bringing you our opinions on these topics until next and last last thing before we go uh there's going to be some photos coming and based off these photos you're going to see who takes this podcast serious and who doesn't uh who's professional and who doesn't 
I mean, I've never seen well, anybody to take dress a, like I, this. I plan to take a photo today. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're taking one right yeah, now. And I've never seen today, somebody man. come in here dressed this unappropriately for a professional party. I'm an American. Okay. Yeah. Until next time.